It's that time again. It's time for the VCB Podcast with your hosts, Jason Smith and Ronaldo Villarreal. Episode number four. Feeling it. Hey, we got a great episode for you today. We are going to talk about our independence and how important that is. And uh, we've got a great interview coming up in the second half. So you don't want to turn this off early. You're going to want to listen to this episode all the way through. But to kick things off, to get things started, let's bring in the man himself, the one, the only, Lennox. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. It's Ray. Hi, Ray. <laughs> How's it going, Jason? Lennox, you know, Lennox, he didn't Lennox even, is here, though. He didn't even jump. Did you notice that? No, he didn't even he got, like, respond. He, our guest speaker got him wild up and, and then got all his energy out. So I thank you to our guest speaker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now he's just chill. <laughs> and we were just talking about it because of that. We were talking about Lennox growth. So if, for those who don't know, Lennox has been a part of this, not since day one, but first season, first season for sure. It's like episode three, he was introduced, I think. Yeah. 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 Because no, three or four, three or four. It was around there that yeah. we introduced Lennox, the mascot to the VCB podcast. <laughs> Yeah. You say mascot now, that makes me rethink our our, our thing that we're working on. Oh, uh, maybe kind of adding that. You're talking about that? Yeah. Mm, maybe. Mm, maybe. We might have to revisit Anyways. that. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get sidetracked again. <laughs> no, but hey, oh. we want to remind, we always start off reminding you to please don't hesitate to head over to myvcb.org, find the calendar, stay up to date on everything that's happening here at VCB. Community calls, coffee with Alvin, book club with Tom, uh, game night, lunch bunch, game, game night. night. Ooh, lunch if you're a, if you're a young adult, we have Ooh, a young YA adult group. community group. The YA group now, yeah, oh, the YA I, group. I'm That's important. A lot, a lot of a lot of rumble about that YA group. That yeah, it's it, starting it, to pick it's up. up. It's starting to pick up, and oh, especially this summertime. Oh, we got. <laughs> yeah. Oh sir. my gosh! I just thought of it. It's it's summertime. Nathaniel, it's summertime. Nathaniel's uh, he's his preschool promotion is coming up. I'm 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 a little sad as a dad, but I'm proud of him. Dude, dude, this is just phase one, bro. Oh like, my god! Coming from experience, trust me, enjoy and take in every moment because it just gets sadder and sadder <laughs> and sadder as they get older. <laughs> he still wants dad, so that that makes me happy at that yeah. part. But yeah, it it growth. growth. I think that's the thing right now. Growth, growth yeah. in every aspect of what's happening in our in our lives right now, especially at the agency. Well, you're just playing right into the the theme today, ain't you? Yeah, I, I'm over fire. here skipping. We still have all those groups, people. Yeah, and <laughs> and also summertime, right? Summertime. Adaptive sports summer camp oh. is back. So if you've never experienced summer camp and you're interested on what that looks like for you, contact Jamie, contact uh, your case manager, Jillian, Destiny. Just call the center. Call the center <laughs> and, and we'll, get you, we'll get you on the list. We're starting to go through all that right now and starting to put that together. It will be for late July and early August. So Ooh, I, saw, um, I saw some fishing in there, some mountain biking. There's so many, so many kayaking, amazing things. Paddle boarding. Get in, just get in the water. My video camera following you everywhere you go. Mm. <laughs> I look forward to all that stuff. It's so fun. All that. It, I love the story. I'm excited for for the summer for for our, for people here. Yeah, and and again, like like he was saying, it's it's watching the growth of the center, mm-hmm. but watching the growth of our clients, and and just the 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 amount of 
of just amazing things that are happening to our clients and our, in our agency and our staff and just, you know, our family as well, you know, things just keep changing. You know, it, I, I was just on a, on a meeting earlier this week and then it just, we reflect on how much we have come from like where we, we started and where we are now and as a, as an agency, mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it just gives me goosebumps. I'm going to use, I'm already using that word goosebumps a lot. It's just, I want people to understand the impact and the, and the, 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 you know, the, the feels, the feels that we're getting. Feels, the vibes. The vibes that we're we're going through. We, we're, we're as an agency, you know, it's our, our 50th anniversary. 50th anniversary. You know, uh, we're getting closer, closer to that actual date of when Valley Center for the Blind uh, um, originally started as Friendship Center for the Blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we just keep reflecting as a, as, an, as as leadership and teams and, and, and individuals. It's like, oh, I remember when we started this. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our guest speaker, you know, she uh, she came in and she's sharing. She's going to share a wonderful story. And it's yeah. like. And it's amazing, too, to see, like, it, it started off like, Client, client, client. Hey, you know this client went through. Now it's like client slash employee because that's the other major mm-hmm. part of the growth of Valley Center for the Blind is from community or friendship from center from, for the yeah, blind, mm-hmm. friendship center for all the, blind. the way to Valley Center for the Blind, the rehab place. To now, it's not just the it's em- both those and, and services. it's employment services yeah. and the job opportunities, just the skills and everything that we're teaching, put it into use, practical use for everyday life has been amazing. Yeah. That, and added that community, community at, that we're still continuing to move or bring from, you know, our original roots is that community aspect as well. The social groups and the support groups, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, but yeah. And, and growth is such so, so important because we were talking about like, like what should we talk about in the first half of the, the podcast? And I'm just like growth. Yeah. Like growth, right? Like growth as an agency, growth as individuals. Um, we, were, we were talking earlier today and we were talking about the amazing feeling it is not only to go through the services, but the growth that continues outside. Yes. And being part of community is a big part of that because we support one another. And then you have the rehab side of it where instructors that have been through it before you help you. And then the life afterwards, which is employment, building that community through employment and all the different areas we have here. Plus continually, it's just like, it is a family here. And to hear people talk about it just blows me away every time. Yeah. Every every time I hear somebody's new story and, and I, I just, I really want to get, I don't always say this, but I want to get to the, the aspect or get to the, the interview. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm excited and I'm excited for the listeners to hear this interview. Um, but it, it's, it, you know, we, we're a rehab center. We train in ATILS and, and O&M and all mm-hmm. additional things. But at the end of the day, we're just trying to help somebody in, in, in life. I know it's hard cause we want to talk cause we, you know, we did things, sometimes we do things backwards around here <laughs> and um, we're recording this after we had the interview, but, yeah, we, we can't wait for you guys to, to hear the story that you're going to hear in this episode. But it reminds me of how independence mm-hmm. never stops. Never. Like we're, it, whether or not we're constantly focused on our own personal independence and how we can grow as individuals, but more importantly, how people view our community and how instantly 
they're looking to see how they can be a part of making your life more independent. Mm-hmm. It just blows my way. It, it just like, I don't know. There's not so much more we could say without letting the person speak themselves, but yeah. you know, it is about growth and it is about community and it is about 50 years of this place, putting that together. And I think the thing that excites me the most about when you think about growth in, when, in the agency, right? It never stops. Never. It never stops. The conversation is always being had. Of what's our next move? It's never that, okay, yeah, well, we accomplished this. We accomplished that. I'll listen to all these people say they've, they've, they've got everything they need. We're, we're perfect. No, we're not perfect. Not even close. Right? <laughs> and we're continuing that fight every single day to make changes. Yeah, because there's more people out there that we want to impact in their lives and, and, and just build that independence. And, uh, you know, we will we'll turn every rock if we can to find an opportunity to support. And this would be a great opportunity to just remind everybody the importance of advo- advocacy. I could say that right. Yeah, advocacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Because I think that's one of the, the most um, impactful things that we could learn from our own independence is making sure, because this conversation came up several times uh, in this past few weeks for me, to where it's like, it's not so much about you, right? We don't advocate for ourselves per se. You're, you're Sometimes you're having, yeah. Like what about all these young kids coming up? Right. Yeah. We're, we're now in a phase of our sight loss and our positions and what we do in our community that we're paving that way for those to come up, to not have to do the struggles like we do, just like for the past 49 years, there was people leading us and making, you know, the, the, the services I received here, Ray was because someone else went through it and someone else created that ahead mm-hmm. of me. Yeah, definitely. Right. You know, I, I, I hear you. And actually, it, you, you just time, uh, chimed in and something that reminded me of something. And it's like I got an opportunity. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm getting all my months m- mixed up. But I, th- I think it, beli- it was this month. It was, it was May. May. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. May. I got an opportunity to go to the National Industries for the Blinds um, Advocacy for Leadership Training. Um, I'm, I've am i been grac- gracefully um, able to participate and in, in, in accepted into that program and learn how to advocate in behalf of our agency and in our individuals in at a, at a federal level, an opportunity to speak at the Capitol and, and, and speak to congressmen's and congresswomen's and senators and representatives of, of our state. And the one thing that they tell you in training that always sticks with me, I know this is my second year doing this and, and it goes back to what we were saying is your story matters. Yeah. Your story matters. Even if you think it's something just so small, your story matters because you have an impact in this community in some way. 100%. And, and I, and I, and again, I repeat that to everyone out there, you matter, your story matters. And what you do with that also will support the, you know, our community in advocating for, for growth, you know? So mm-hmm. please feel free, you know, to sh- always share your story. You know, even if you think it is, it, it's small, it, it, it will impact, uh, I guarantee it. Regardless of how big the story is, how small the story is, it's going to help somebody. Yep. It's going to help somebody. It could be your local liquor store at the corner that you're advocating for. And you'll be surprised <laughs> when someone goes in there for a soda or, mm-hmm. you know, or just a candy bar, candy bar or yeah. something, you know, it's. And how they're treated will be matter because of what you taught that owner. 
Yeah, I can tell you my local corner store. You know, I grew up with that in that corner. You know, or in that corner in that neighborhood. And that that store owner knows me. You know, and 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 he knows he knows my visual impairment, and he knows lighting is a, is a very important thing. And when they had an opportunity to you know um, remodel their 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 storefront, they did, and they included a lot of lighting. They included mm-hmm. a lot of you know, accessible crosswalks to get through from the it's a small corner store but it still highlighted in the accessibility of in me and able to um, safely cross over to the the street into this or the parking lot into the store and i can say that i never thought of it as as me when i was younger going to this store and i'm sorry this is a little small segue but you're good this is perfect I, i i've always walked there and i used my cane at times and i've always had my brother and now I'm not going to, uh, I know uh, for a fact that there's multiple individuals that have a visual impairment that, that, uh, that live in this same area that, and, and they actually, uh, um, they go to this store as well now. Mm-hmm. And I've never, you know, addressed them anything, but they, from what I saw from where it originally started to where it is now, uh, you know, I made an impact in that in that way, and I'm not yeah. trying to tote to myself or pat my shoulder in the back or whatever. I'll teach your horn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I feel confident that those store owners and, and the, the individuals that help run that store, they have an awareness of that community, our blind and low vision community, because, I, you know, I started off in there. And then I guarantee that they get, you know, you know at, at least they're aware of hey, we have some individuals that may not be able to see completely. We may need to ask for uh, ask them if they need assistance. I think this is a great great segue into the mm-hmm. interview because you know I'm going to make this statement and we'll, we'll segue into our interview. But you know the 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 best part there's so so many different levels to independence, mm-hmm. right? There's independence in the kitchen. There's independence on your computer. There's independence at your workplace, maybe at school. But just simply put, our independence out in the community makes such a huge impact because, like you just said, Ray, your your independence, your ability to get out, go to this liquor store since you were a little boy, has now created a place that is accessible for others that are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that and that just does that that transfers over to other disabilities too. That's not just blindness. Mm-hmm. So we're in this fight together. So kudos, man. I mean, blow your. I mean that that is you should two year old. <laughs> I, I, I honestly just thought of that right now. Like I honestly, where is it in, in a part of my life that I feel like advocacy was a part of it and independence and mm-hmm. how that you know for me from the story that those individuals again that store owner saw me when I was you know as eight years old. And then when I, you know, was able to legally, you know, <laughs> purchase some alcohol at the time, but you know, sure, the, it, they they saw my my visual impairment, and they 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 always ask me questions, and they they, and now I can say that you know I am I'm proud to say that that I know that store has has awareness of of our our community. That's awesome. That's awesome, and it's a great segue. Please, everybody, stay tuned. You're gonna want to hear this interview, and. Uh, We'll see you guys next month. We appreciate you guys and just enjoy the interview. And uh, I don't know, Ray, uh, independence is a beautiful thing. It definitely is. And we're a month away before Independence Day. So I look forward to July's podcast. Oh, my gosh, yes. All right. All right, everybody, stay tuned. Enjoy the interview with someone who is uh, really showing her independence and where she got it from. Stay tuned.
It's that time again. It's time for VCB Stories. Joining me today is obviously Ronaldo Villarreal. What's up, Ray? How's it going? And we have an exciting guest today, Ray. Uh, we have an amazing story uh, from an amazing person who has taken VCB by storm and has done so many things. Uh, but before she became an employee, she was a client. I'd like to welcome in Vanessa Valenzuela. Vanessa, how are you? Good. Very good. Thank you. All right. Um, Vanessa, I want to start off by just, you know, letting the audience know a little bit about you and, and what brought you to VCB, but also what's your eye condition? So in 2021, I started to lose vision in my eyes due to diabetic retinopathy. Um, I lost vision in my left eye and then I lost vision in my right eye. Um, and then I had a cataract surgery and I got some vision back in my left eye. So I'm blind in my right eye and have limited vision in my left eye. Okay. Um, one of the, the most important questions we like to ask around here is how did you find VCB? Because that's always been the conundrum for us is tracking where people find out about the agency. Was it from your uh, uh, eye doctor? Eye doctor? Was it from your diabetes doctor? Because you have diabetes. So that... That was part of it, right? Um, actually, it's a really interesting story. So I have been going to Fresno City College for several years now to get my degree in paralegal. And I ran into a student uh, when I first lost vision in my uh, left eye. And she had visual um, issues as well. I remember um, this. She was more a little bit more advanced than I was. And she gave me a, the VCP card. Um, and she was like, you should really check out, you know, this facility and they have, um, you know, they have training and things. And I was like, okay, but I had still had vision in one eye. So mm -hmm. I just kind of threw the card on my desk, didn't think anything of it. And then when I lost vision in both eyes, my mom was like, where's that card? Yeah. <laughs> we need to call. Yeah. So we found the card and we called, um, and I spoke to someone and they told me, you know, to go through the department of rehabilitation. So I did that. And then. I ended up getting um, training for mobility, ILS, and uh, assistive technology here. Oh, by the way, I want to shout out VCB Zone, Deborah Mock. Deborah Mock is the one. I just have some goosebumps right now yeah. just hearing that from uh, Vanessa. I've never heard that before. No? I never heard that. that I've that's heard that That's how story. your referral got to VCB. That just yeah. gave me some really goosebumps yeah. right now. And that's if everybody awesome. remembers, we had Deborah on last, last year, almost a year to the day, mm. almost, because she graduated from Fresno City College um, and got her paralegal degree. Mm. So... And ironically enough, ain't you going, doing the same thing now too? Yep. Yeah, I got uh, the spring of 2024, I'll be graduating. Wow. Awesome. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm telling you, she, uh, Vanessa has an amazing story. She's really accomplished a lot, just in life, but even since your vision loss, you've, you've taken it pretty much head on, and you've been pretty positive. Uh, what has been your experience going through that? It, was it a tough transition for you? Because your story, a lot like a lot of us, you lost a career out of it, right? Yes, I had a very, um, I had my dream job, actually. I had just started my dream job um, right before I lost my vision. I was uh, managing pharmacies up and down the West Coast with a company, and I loved it. I loved traveling. I loved driving up and down the state and, and visiting new places. Um, we were actually extending to Hawaii and Nevada, and I was looking forward to traveling, and um 
actually on the job is when I started having vision problems and I was driving and I was starting to lose vision and the next day I lost lost it I just lost it like that wow um so it was pretty crazy um I went through like six months of like hardcore depression just didn't want to get out of bed I mean just crying just thinking this is it this is I can't do anything anymore like I can't do my job I can't travel I can't never going to see my kids my grandkids weddings graduations like it was awful Mm -hmm. and um my mom actually is the one that came in and kind of kicked me in the butt and said, get up, get out of bed, do something. I don't care what you do, but you need to get out. You can't stay here. You can't just just hide away. Yeah. And, um, and we found that card. And then, we, you know, I realized that there's a whole community of people yeah. exactly like me that went through the same thing or similar things or worse things. And they're thriving mm-hmm. and they're continuing their lives and education and I was like, okay, this is not the end. This is just another direction to go. Mm-hmm. It's a new chapter of your yeah. life, completely a new story. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the reasons we're here today too is because we're celebrating our 50th year anniversary and our focus this month is ILS. And it was it was funny because I was like, I got to find somebody to interview. I got to find somebody that that just went through ILS, that understands it. And just by chance, you started sharing with me why you liked ILS or your experience. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're perfect. Can I get you to speak into a microphone? You graciously said yes. So it's, it's fine. And for the listeners, ILS stands for independent living skills. Just want to throw that out there because we, we tend to do that sometimes here. Yeah. We get used to our acronyms Acronyms. (laughs) and there's plenty of them around here. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I have have to have a dictionary now for all the acronyms. Yeah, exactly. I have to write a book. Anyways, I apologize. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're good. You're good. Um, so go ahead and share with everybody why ILS meant so much to you, uh, why, why it really impacted your life. Well, when, when, I was, when I was cited, I was the main person that did all of the cooking for my family. And it wasn't, it wasn't a chore. It was something I loved to do. My father's a chef. You know, my mom always made homemade meals. Um, and for me, it was, it was, it's just something I enjoyed doing, feeding my family, feeding my, my kids, knowing that I was providing them with a meal, you know, even if it was just dinner, you know, I, it was, it was important for me to cook for them. Mm-hmm. And when I lost my vision, I felt helpless. I felt useless. Like I can't even feed my kids. I can't feed my husband. You know, it was awful. And when I started ILS training. Um, my trainer, Crystal, who is amazing, um, had asked me, like, what, what do you want to start with? What's more, more, the most important thing to start with? And I said, cooking. I want to cook. I want to go back to cooking. I want to be able to feed my family again. That's the most important thing. You know, cleaning and, and managing and organizing, that's important. But I wanted to be able to cook for my family. And after completing the training and being able to do that again, I felt like I felt like I was back to normal. I felt like I was a hundred percent again. Like I, it, it made me whole, is what it did because, you know, I was I was able to to do that that task of feeding my my family. That was that was incredibly important. It so, was empowering. So Vanessa, how long did it take to get into the kitchen? Because I know from our curriculum and 
it, we don't just straight shoot you into the kitchen uh, right away. It, so was that something that Crystal or, uh, you know, used as a motivation for you to get through some of these uh, the other activities or how did that work out? Um, I think with Crystal's approach, which I appreciated, was she asked me what I wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like I'm going to teach you A, I'm going to teach you B, I'm going to teach you C. It was mm-hmm. like what what is important to you to learn. And so because my focus was learning how to cook, that's what we focused on mm-hmm. um, right away. But she also integrated things like cleaning while I was cooking. Oh, okay. So I kind of learned both and I never learned more than I could handle Mm -hmm. you know we took it slow we took it step by step you know she showed me how to um, maneuver in the kitchen she showed me how to use different utensils in the kitchen um, properly without burning myself without hurting (laughs) myself like obviously Mm -hmm. um, she went through it step by step it wasn't rushed it was at my own pace you know she answered all the questions that I had and Jason, you know me. I have a million. <laughs> did you questions. did you send her an email list too I, of like a hundred times? Yeah, okay. I would send her an email letting her know like, hey, this is what I want to learn how to cook, and and I was grateful that she also took the time to ask me what I wanted to cook. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't teaching me things that I'm never gonna make. Mm-hmm. She was helping me learn how to cook things that I cooked on a daily basis before, which made it uh, so much easier because I would remember, oh, yeah, this is what I used. This is what I did. Um, And she just showed me how to modify it to where I could do it with my visual issues and still be able to cook the meal. Um, So it it was really, it was, like I said, I really appreciate her technique because not only was I able to go at my own pace, but it was useful. It was they were they were useful techniques for for me customized to me. Yeah, that's the the one of the the perks about our agency and how we 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 service and earn and train our clients is we we will focus on that one on one aspect and getting to know our clients that way and finding out what their their needs are you know and we we tailor the the, the service that way so that's awesome. How was it when you first started? I know a lot of times it's intimidating as you know, being newly visually impaired or blind and, and learning that we use a gas stove here. <laughs> a lot of times people will get yeah. scared about the gas stove. Um, so how was your experience in, 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 in adjusting to getting back to have that confidence in cooking? When I first started, I was terrified. And, and Crystal will attest to that. I was afraid to plug things in. Mm-hmm. I was afraid to turn the stove. I mean, I have a gas stove at home. I was afraid to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was terrifying, but like I said, you know, we went at, we went at a slow pace and, you know, it was encouraged. She was encouraging. Mm-hmm. The whole program was encouraging, but she was encouraging, especially, you know, letting, letting me know that I can do this, you know, giving me that confidence, talking me through it, being understanding and patient and, you know, not, not judgmental. The fact that she's also visually impaired, mm-hmm. you know, makes a huge difference because it's it's different. You know, we uh, understand when you're visually impaired, you understand each other. Yeah. You understand the fear. You understand the hesitation. And so because of that, she's able she was able to give me that confidence and build up that confidence um, to where I was able to start, you know, plugging things in on my own Um and, and she didn't let me slack off either. There wasn't any like, oh, you know, like, oh, no, I can't do it, Crystal, you do it. And no, she was like, hey, you have to try. 
you have to, you know, it's going to be okay. You'll be able to do it. And, and I did. And I, I don't think I would have been able to if, if she hadn't been there to um, encourage me and motivate me to, you know, to do what I needed to do to succeed. Shout out to our own Crystal Castillo real quick. Uh, Crystal, you, you know, I'm going to make sure that you listen to this podcast because you're getting a lot of love right now and it's well-deserved. Uh, Ray, I know you know what that feeling's like mm-hmm. when you put in so much work in helping somebody and giving them the tools and then to hear the feedback. I've been, I've been in meetings in rooms where people have given you feedback. So Crystal, you know, I'm going to let Ray say a little, th- little bit about that because I know he knows the feeling. But this is, this is a moment for you as well as Vanessa as for what you've been doing for the agency. No, I totally agree, Jason. It's a really good job that Crystal's doing. But as an instructor, you know, what we feel is that we feel prideful of how much independence has been built in our students. You know, it, we, we're not here to, 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 you know, it's not for us. You know, we, mm-hmm. we do this because we're giving back. Because we know what we've been through, and that's one of the, the benefits of our agencies. You know, most of our, our, I think all of our instructors here you know, um, have a vi- type of visual impairment. Yep. So for, for me to hear the things that, you know, you're saying, Vanessa, about Crystal, you know, I know that feeling as an AT instructor in the past, you know, hearing the same comments in the sense it's, it's, it's because you, you took the effort and you stepped up and you, you know, you, you faced that challenge. And that's what makes us as instructors, you know, um, you know, do what we do. You know, it's not we do it because we want to see people like you come in here and just tackle that and and have that independence. Because, you know, Crystal, you know, has her own her own children as well. And she's a mom and she knows that feeling, you know, and she's visually impaired. So we want to give you that same and, you know, everyone that comes through that that ability to have the ability to feel like they're they're useful for something, you know, because everyone is useful for something. Everybody has a purpose, right? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Our 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 eye conditions or our impairments are just a barrier, you know. They're, they're not something that's going to hold us da- no. back, though. We just got to learn to do it a different way. Mm-hmm. So, what was that? What was that moment for you? Like, what was that meal that you and Crystal cooked that was like you? You were finally like, I'm back. I'm <laughs> me. I can't wait to go home and make this for my family too. I think it was, um, <laughs> it was the rice okay. and she's, yeah. she'll, she'll laugh, she'll laugh. Cause I could, I can't cook rice to, to save my life. I couldn't do it when I was sighted. And when I tried to do it as a visually impaired person, it was just as tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but she walked me through the steps and she f- helped me find ways to make it easier for me to do it. And when I finally did it and cooked it, I was like, yes, I can do this. And I went home and I practiced. And that was the thing, too. It wasn't just coming here and practicing with Crystal and then that's it. Mm-hmm. She encouraged me, go home and practice. Go mm-hmm. home and try. Yeah. You know, and because and, that's that's the only way you're really going to learn is if you keep doing it. And she's like, yeah, you're going to mess up. There's going to be times where it's the rice is too hard or the rice is too mushy. But it's okay. It's, you know, you just keep trying until you get it right. And now I can make rice. Because no. of Crystal. and <laughs> can, we, awesome. can we clarify on this? Because I'm interested. Is this Mexican rice? Yeah, yes. Spanish, Spanish rice. rice. Yes. Spanish I, I mean, rice. I can't make any kind of rice. But oh Spanish rice, I, I, now it's I can more. It's a yeah. challenge for anyone. <laughs> Ask any, you know, Latin American, um, Hispanic individual. Learning how to, to master the Spanish rice, is, yeah. it is it's just an art. 
You know, there's so and many different ways to do it. So yeah. many different ways. So, you know, you saying that, Vanessa, it's like, I've been there. I've literally <laughs> been there where the crunchiness. Yes. And, you know, I had my mom, you know, who fully sighted Hispanic, try to teach me how to cook rice. And, you know, it's it's a challenge. So, you know, for you to to take tackle that as well. And 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 like you said, it takes practice. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we tell our students is too is not. Yes, you, you're not just here for one day at the agency. You know, you're you're here for a long time and you got to take those those trainings and take them home with you and implement them in, in your, your life to make sure that they they actually mean something to you. We don't want to train you or teach you something that doesn't actually um, help you in some way or, or another. So, but yeah, I get that Spanish rice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that intrigues me too, and I'm curious because um, I don't know how long it was in between you losing your sight and not being able to cook for your family. How did your family take, take the idea that now you can, how, how, how did they respond to that? Um, they threw the microwave away. <laughs> I mean, we we ate out a lot mm-hmm. yeah. more than we we can afford to, <laughs> but we didn't have a choice. That's, a, that's an American I, I thing. Got, <laughs> I got I got two boys at home, mm-hmm. yeah. so it was like cooking for them was like top ramen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was their cooking. <laughs> so if I didn't cook, they didn't eat. So they were they were grateful. They yeah. were grateful that I was back in the kitchen. And you know, at first, my son or my husband would supervise or mm-hmm. help out. Um, my son wants to be a chef as well, so he that. was. He's, but he's in the kitchen with me a lot, um, helping me chop vegetables or helping me measure things until I could learn how to do it on my own. Um, and, you know, they he, they were just, they were happy. They were grateful yeah. that, that, you know, that I could do it. And, you know, at one point I was like, okay, you don't have to be here. I can, I can do it. You know, I, I'm able to do it, man, manage it on my own. Mm-hmm. And they're like, are you sure? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can do this on my own. And so, um, so yeah, they were just grateful to have home cooked meals again. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I know about that. You know, uh, I've been in a sense blessed in, in, in some sense, if you look at it this way, I've been, I known about my visual impairment since I was little. So my parents have been able to adapt to that and, and, and being able to know that I may, uh, that things are doable, but even still like that challenge with the family of, is are they going to be okay? Like for me, my good example of this for ILS is you know learning how to you know cook on on a grill like a barbecue grill. Mm-hmm. That I was like even for me was a little terrifying. And my family said the same thing. It's like, are you sure you are you able to do this? And it took us several times to show them, but you know eventually they're like, oh yeah, you know they are. He is able to do that. And especially with your kids, you know, you have older kids, Vanessa, as I know, uh, I have younger kids and it, it's an, it's an important thing for the, the, the kids to still see mom and dad and uh, do these, these, these normal tasks, uh, uh, you know, because it's, it's what gets them to be able to grow up and say, oh, well, mom did it, you know, dad mm-hmm. does it, you know, so for your sons to, you know, see that you're still able to do it, they, they will carry that with them their whole life you know you know so it's really nice to to hear that your kids are still helping you in the kitchen and and and, and looking you know at you and, and being able to say yeah mom's doing it so you know it's nothing 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 different and i think that's the untold story right that's pretty cool like how do you feel as a mom to know that if anything you've showed your family your kids that there's nothing that we can't get through that you overcame something that was holding you back. Mm-hmm. Right. Like 
it's one lesson that I, I think I even take for granted when it comes to my kids, right? So what's your feeling about being able to show your kids, hey, never give up. You can overcome everything. Um, I think, I don't think I, I focused so much on that mm-hmm. as I have on teaching my kids empathy. Yeah. Um, and understanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've always told my kids, you can, you can do whatever you, you want as long as you, you know, try, as long as you put all your heart into it, and you can, you know, succeed. Um, but I think empathy was, was something that I didn't focus on a lot, and they learned that by watching me and, and seeing me need help um, and helping me. And, and, you know, I'm a very strong person. I've always been a very strong person, and I don't like asking for help. Mm-hmm. I don't like you know, having to depend on somebody else. So when I lost my vision, it was it was incredibly hard to have yeah. to depend on other people to do things. And so, you know, my son would take it upon himself to do things for me, and that, that really showed a lot of um, empathy and understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he started to see, okay, that I can do things on my own, he realizes that, yeah, I'm, I'm stronger. I'm a stronger person now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that it's possible to do things. But also asking for help is um, sometimes people don't know how to do it. Sometimes you have to reach out and offer help. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've taught my kids is, nice. is, is with this with this vision loss is that instead of waiting for people to ask for help, sometimes you need to just offer it, offer help, offer that hand. And, and you know, a lot of times they take it. They need it. Mm-hmm. They just they're just you know, too proud or too afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. So I think that's an important lesson that they learned through Mm -hmm. all of this. Yeah, definitely. I hear you on that for sure. Because it's, um, as a society, you know, American society, we're trained, you know, typically, you know, it's, it's a bad thing to ask for help. But that stigma needs to be broken. And it's starting to be broken in this society, which I'm seeing. But, you know, it, it, you, you, you know, like you said, show, sharing that with your your sons and your your, your family as well. It, it's it's an it's a, an amazing thing. You know, it's it's building character in them for the future. You know, and getting them prepared for life. You know, and we need more positivity like that in in this world. So, you know, I I'm you know again as a as a as a parent and myself. You know, having two two little ones. I you know mm-hmm. I, they they act big now. Shoot, I don't know. I don't know about them, but <laughs> no, it only gets worse. It, that's what everybody keeps telling me, and I'm like, I'm seeing it with my daughter. That's one I, I I heard it before, but it's one thing is to to hear it and then actually see it or or go through it. You know that that, that goes for everything. Maybe maybe you're just feeling that way because you're wearing a Spider Man headset. I don't I don't know. I'm okay, to like, <laughs> okay. He had to bring that. I had to. He, he had to throw that in there somewhere. If if you would have, well, never mind. I'm I'm gonna keep it positive over here. <laughs> but I hey for the record. I told you I love the headset. I think yeah. it's awesome. It feels good. I I'm like a Spider Man guy. But yeah. so, yeah. but it, you know, it. I, I'm. What my my point is here is like, yes, it's it's not a bad thing to ask for help, but it is also if someone sees that someone needs some assistance, and it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be someone with a visual impairment. It could just be, you know, you're, you know, a, a neighbor that's trying to pull the trash cans out, you know, and they're ha- they're struggling because yep. they're juggling things, or, you know, family. You see a mom with their t- three kids in the store and trying to do trying to handle something, you know, it, you know. As a society, we should just be able to see something and and do something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a model we're teaching. You know, we're, we're creating as a culture here at the agency as well. See something, do something. Mm-hmm. You know, and and. 
and that just goes for everything. But uh, Vanessa, again, I'm I'm glad that you're you, you. That's something that's important for your a value in your family. Yeah, and you know, before before we run out of time, too, I asked this question to all the guests that we have. If there was one thing that you could share with the audience or anybody that's going through sight loss, what what would you tell them to motivate them to inspire them to take the next step and get the help and become more independent? That's a, that's a good question. Um, Love asking it. I always get everybody off guard when mm-hmm. I do it. This place for me was life changing. It, it was ultimately life changing. I don't know where I would be if I hadn't found the VCB. Um, because it's not just the training and it's not just the encouragement. It's the community here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most important thing is that you're not alone. I'm not alone. That there's people here that understand what I'm going through. Like I said, they've gone through it or they've gone through worse. Or they've gone through similar. And it's it's a community. It's a family. It's, it's very important to have that support system. Um, and with it, you can really achieve anything. You know, it's not going to be the same life that you had Mm -hmm. but it's it's going to be it's doable it's livable it's enjoyable you know we play games we have podcasts we you know watch movies with the Mm -hmm. audio description these are things i learned here yeah you know that i don't know if i would have learned anywhere else and um also to be able to lean on each other here is has been life-changing as well you know, to communicate my feelings and what I'm going through and to have somebody say, oh, yeah, I know exactly what that's like. And they actually mean it because they did go through it and they share their experiences with you. You know, like, for example, going to Lunch Bunch and sitting there Mm -hmm. with a group of people who have gone through the same thing or having issues and being able to talk it out. It's it's amazing. And it's it's a life that I didn't think was going to be possible when I lost my vision. Mm-hmm. And that's something that the Valley center has given back to me. So I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. And just to let anyone that's going through vision loss, um, know that this place is here for them, you know, and it's, there's people here that know what they're going through and that can help them not just, you know, training wise, but also, at, you know, as a support system. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I don't think I could have said it any better than that, Vanessa. Quite honestly, your, your story, uh, the more and more I learn about it, uh, inspires me. Not only from my own personal um, dealing with my sight loss, but as being a part of VCB, and now you are too, you're also an employee. Um, but we have the opportunity to be that light, to be that backbone, that voice, right? That shoulder if needed to help people through theirs and, and sharing these experiences and, and what you just shared. Like, I don't think I've had anybody answer it in that way yet. Ray, Right. I think that was, no, that was, that was deep. That was deep. And, and I, I hear that and I agree with it. I know it's in, in this, that aspect of that support is always there. You know, we, we want to also, you know, we're, we're a training agency and employment agency, but at, at the end of the day, we, when we look at our 50th anniversary, we're thinking back of it. The agency started as Friendship Center for the Blind, mm-hmm. and the first thing that we did there was be, we, we were a support group. A community. In, in a community, mm-hmm. and we continue to carry that on in, in, in our legacy here 
you know, so. Yeah. Work, you know, work without community is just, just work, right? Right. Like the, we grow, I think, the most together. Yep. In community. Vanessa, I want to thank you for coming on today. Your story is amazing. And any last words before you go? Um, thank you for having me. Um, but I, I really, the Valley Center is, is, like I said, I'm truly grateful for everyone here. Um, not just for the training, but for, for being a family and a community. Um, and I, I encourage anyone out there that's um, suffering from vision loss or blindness to, to check us out if they haven't, because, you know, this place is life changing. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it can be life changing for anyone. So it's definitely a resource, um, but it's also a community. Awesome. Awesome. And a big shout out to Crystal. Yes. Crystal, continue to do your amazing work. And, you know, there's nothing wrong, Vanessa, about rewarding your your podcast host, Strawberry Pizza, at any time that you want to. <laughs> I've never had one yeah. of those. That's uh, not good. Yeah, no, yeah, dude, just inside, right? Because, I mean, again, the benefit of being here in office every day, Ray, mm-hmm. she would come in and, and I would get to try a lot of the stuff she cooked. And yeah. Strawberry Pizza, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, that is it. No, right. You got to love sugar. It's sweet. But oh, let me tell you, it is bomb. I love strawberries yeah. and I love sugar. So good combination. Awesome. Well, again, Vanessa, thank you for being here. Ray, as always, we're hammering out another one. And this this was a good story. This is this is a good ILS story. Um, everybody at Valley Center for the Blind that works here, that contributes to our community calls, uh, AT, ILS, thank you. Because you're hearing it first here from a client, now employee, the difference that we actually can make in people's lives. And we just got to continue for another 50 years hammering it out. Yes. All right. Till next time, take care of yourself and each other.